Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. Hey. Good morning, Lee Bettis. How are you today? Happy Friday. <laughs> oh, happy Friday to you. I just, I'm just drinking my coffee this morning. It, uh, it, it's a little weak. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what's going on. It's just a little weak. Normally, it's good. Uh, well, you know, um, hopefully the day will get better for you. But it, welcome, it better. It better. Welcome, everybody. It darn well better. Uh, to City Talk with, Live with Lee and Sabrina. You're listening to us on 107.5 uh, WNOS, and we're excited to be here on this Friday morning. You're also visiting us today live on Facebook. We're on our City Talk Facebook page, as well as um, I'm on my Sabrina ba- Facebook page. Um, good morning to all my friends who are out there watching me. I hope you're having a great day. We are going to have an excellent show today. I'm so excited about this. I'm sitting this. here on bated breath. Who? Well, Who? you know, um, this morning we're going to have Mayor Alan Thomas, the mayor of Greenville, calling in about 8.15 and talking to us about the recovery efforts in Greenville as well as they're going to have a big cleanup day tomorrow. So if citizens want to get involved, I know, you know, that's in another county, but... Um, Hey, all everybody, affects, we're, we're, we're all about being together, and it affects every one of us. So uh, you'll have an opportunity to hear what's going on and what you can do to help. Uh, then at 825, we're going to be having Mayor B.J. Murphy from Kinston. And, you know, Kinston was really, really, de- you know, devastated. And are they coming back, or do we know? They are going to. You know, we are strong in eastern North Carolina. They may think we're the redheaded stepchild, but we are strong. And B.J. Murphy is going to talk a little bit about the recovery Buddy efforts. Buddy Bengal, she wasn't talking and, about. You yeah, being I'm red-headed. always talking I'm- about Buddy Bengal. Uh, so anyway, we're going to be uh, doing that. And then um, about 8.40, we're going to be talking to Commissioner Scott Dacey from Craven County, getting an update on what uh, Craven County is doing, flooding uh, recovery in that area, in our western part of our county, as well as he's going to talk a little bit about the um, governor re- recently uh, put together a hurricane recovery commission, a committee uh, task force, and he's going he was up meeting with the governor this week, and he's going to talk a little bit about that. The governor that. So, was everywhere yeah, during that Yeah, so we've hurricane. got a great show, and I'm excited to be able to bring all this. i got to see here, uh, you know, uh, have all these great guests on our show today and talk about what's happening in our region. You know, um, it is about all, all coming together. And I have to give a shout-out. I, I don't know if you're watching this morning, but... Walt Creighton, you are the bomb, uh, along with Rex Bennett. Rex Bennett is, uh, you know, is the work at, uh, he has Cotton Funeral Home. He's the, the head over there at Cotton Funeral Home. You know, a fine, fine Christian man. And Walt got together with him, and they teamed up to get people to donate buckets and cleaning supplies and all of this. And yesterday, if you came down News Boulevard yesterday afternoon, the whole front of Cotton Funeral Home was full of supplies that people had donated. And there you had the Havelock uh, High School football team loading trucks. I mean, this was Where are these awesome cleaning event. supplies going? Well, they're going to Kinston and places where people need them all over. You know, Princeville was, was pretty much wiped off the face of the earth. You know, they were just over there outside of Tarboro. So I'm, I don't know exactly, but they are going to be spreading these supplies where they're needed. And another great example of how a community comes together, not government. It's community. It's churches. It's people helping people. And this is what makes our country who we are and what we are. And I guess that's why I'm a conservative, and that's why I feel the way I do, that in times of trouble, our country and our people step up and we help one another. And I think it's so important that we continue to do that, and I want to you know, give a great 
you know, round of applause and thanks to uh, Walt Creighton and his leadership efforts, Rex Bennett, and Walt all Creighton of those. Walt Creighton just goes by there. silently and, yeah, does, you know, and he's he just a, silently, not asking And I watched credit. him grow up. You know, he's the same age as my son, Buddy, and I watched this young man grow up and known him all his life. And, you know, if this is what our next generation looks like, I'm okay. I might even be able to retire. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Hey, um, th- this, you know, there's a lot that people were talking about in New Bern this week. Uh, not, I mean, I know we, we are not a national political show, but uh, I will tell you that early voting started uh, this week. People, I saw the, I, th- I think it started yesterday. So it I, did. I, I was, you know, my office is right across the street from, um, from the county buildings. And I said, you know, I was wondering what in the world that huge line was for. And I went over and early voting. So if you're going to, if you're inclined to vote, get out that you're voting right now. Right. The other thing, you know, people are talking about this everywhere you go. They're talking about the, the national election. And I watched the debate the other night, whether you, whether you, who cares who you're going to vote for, um, get informed. Absolutely. And the, the one thing that I noticed and the one thing I really didn't like, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not, I'm not someone who's going to jump on the bandwagon of, um, of a lot of nonsense, but I, the media actually can shape an election. No it's scared. About it. it scared the life out of me that the media and the way they portray people, whether accurately, not accurately, you can debate that. But they have a lot of influence on how an election or who we vote for. I don't like it. I think it's a scary trend for. I think it's a scary trend for the United States. That's why shows like this and, and going to social media um, that are not controlled by huge conglomerates with agendas. Because make no mistake about it, these huge media outlets are there to make money. Right. They will sensationalize. They don't really care about how they portray people. They don't. They're unaccountable to anybody, and they have more power than. Um, in, in most cases, than governments. They can form governments. That scared me to death, and it was the first time after watching that debate, I was watching multiple different media outlets. They each were trying to push their own agenda, their own take on that, yes. and it's, it just is... Well, scary. What what we want to do is we really want to uh, tell people there is a voter's guide out there. Um, you know, uh, uh, Dawn Baldwin-Gibson, a shout-out to our good friend Dawn Baldwin. She is... Uh, out there, you know, providing information to people, telling people to vote, get this voter's guide. It's not for Republicans or Democrats. It's for anybody who wants to vote. It gives you all the information on all the candidates as it should be. Educate yourself. Understand and don't vote for the party. Vote for the person. I just think it's really important that we look at people as a whole. You know, people know my political persuasion. I'm not ashamed to tell you I'm a Republican. I'm conservative. I believe in conservative values. I have no issue with that. That whatsoever, but you should inform yourself because you know there's there's people. Unfortunately, you have to choose a party, and sometimes you're a little more mainstream well, you, than you your know, other was, party. And I think everybody should get informed. I was talking to some folks down. I was talking to some folks down at the you know I work. I'm a lawyer, so I'm talking to these lawyers. And what 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 we're talking about is that with outlets like this, with social media, with um, with, with the internet and people being able to get information on their own and research information on their own, what we're seeing in this election cycle with Bernie Sanders, with Donald Trump, with some of the other people, is that the parties are becoming less and less relevant when people can, you know, you don't need, candidates don't necessarily need a party to run behind. And, and, and it's, the parties are getting less and less relevant. And actual, you know, the social media stuff that we're on and, and the internet can become a way to actually take the power away from these parties because, you know, I don't know what I am. I'll tell you, 
fiscally conservative. Keep your hands. Government needs to keep their hands out of my wallet and they need to stay out of my bedroom. That's basically it. Strong defense. Keep your hands out of my wallet. Stay out of get, That's what I mean. They, they have nothing. That's that's the only thing I want the government to do. Keep your hands out of my wallet. Don't tell me what I can do in my own house and provide a strong defense. Other than that, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want I don't want any social programs. I don't want any of this other stuff. That's up to the individuals. Well, I, what is that? Is that a Republican? Is that a, a Democrat? I'm, is that a is that a libertarian? Know, I'm not sure. Is, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not sure what it is, but I but, will tell but you. But I think it's the vast majority of people feel that way. Be yeah, reasonable. They do. They do. And I think that we should, you know, I think we should use our brains. I think we should get the information and uh, educate yourself. Voter guides are out there. Get them. Get in line. Vote. Take your neighbors. Take your friends. This is what our wonderful democracy is all about. Oh, and it's, and it was- it's an exciting process. You know, it's been awful. And with the advent of social media, it's even been worse because people that I – love and admire and respect woo some of the stuff I'm seeing coming on Facebook and you know I I I've really restrained from really commenting I I'll hit a like something like that because what do those likes mean I don't know I guess you you like what somebody's saying but oh. you know at the end of the day um it's about our community and who we are and the people we we live around and we try to help and that's why this issue and what we're going to be talking about today the recovery of virtually of eastern, eastern carolina. north carolina how important it is and it's people helping people. It's our our leaders like Alan Thomas and uh BJ Murphy stepping up and leading their community through, you know, disaster to disaster and tragedy and, you know, right through to recovery and, you know, I know that we come back better and stronger every time because that's who we are as a people, and that's what's so wonderful about this country and why we live here. And we'll and, get to those guys. Yeah. You, you yesterday, no, it was yesterday or Wednesday, I can't remember, it's all a blur, but you came to me and you said, Lee, here's your assignment. <laughs> <laughs> you told we me were I, in trouble. You told me I was going to watch the, I was going to watch the, uh, the recent uh, work budget schedule, the, you know, workshop that the right. city had. Um, and you got four minutes. Uh, well, I, I watched it, and I watched it, and I want my time back. Uh, here's here's well, we, basically we, we, what it was. Here's basically what it was. They were going over the financials. They were going over the financial statements for uh, the condition of the city and the budgets that they had in the general fund. Uh, looks like the, the, the main things that came out of it, um, the general fund has gone from where we had it at 25%. Then it went up to 56% in 17, 16, 14. In 14, it went up to 56%. Uh, with about fourteen and a half million dollars, went down to uh, went down to forty two percent because they started spending in twenty sixteen. By twenty fifteen, it's going to be down to thirty seventeen. You mean? Yeah, twenty seventeen. It's going to be down to thirty five percent. That means in the last two years, they've spent roughly you know two point something million dollars uh, out of that general fund budget. And you're going to see it this year during during election year. You're going to see um, a lot of spending. They're talking about doing a lot more spending from the $2 million for roads uh, to um, $398,000 for demoing the Days Hotel. The Days Hotel, uh, interesting to me, it's still caught up. You know, the Days Hotel, that right. monstrosity that we should have taken down a long time ago. The Days Hotel, um, they, they they appealed it. The owners of the Days Hotel appealed yes. the demo of it, and it's still winding its way through the courts. But there's $398,000 uh, out there. To uh, to demo that thing if it ever makes it through the courts and I think these things 
you know, I think what what it shows me is that if you're going to hold on to all this money until the fourth quarter, the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then start throwing start throwing money out there, it's it's a, you know. I don't want to be overly cynical, but it seems like a ploy to say, hey, this is what we're doing in an election year. Let's splash money right. everywhere. You know, and I'm, I am going to go back to my um, famous last words, and what I feel very strongly about is where's the plan? I want the plan. Tell me, I don't mind that you're spending the money. I don't mind that you're improving our community, but what's the plan? You know, why does that plan not include a new fire station on um, – you know, 17 going out that way uh, towards that part of our city. I, it's desperately needed. I don't know why we're not talking about that. You know, why are we not, um, you know, where, where is the plan for the, the revival and restoration of the Five Points area? You know, Day's Hotel, yes, is a, uh, a, good, a good start, but what is the plan? That's what we want to know. What's the vision? What's the plan? You know, why are we spending this money and how are we going to continue to either maintain or whatever we're doing? Um, you know, I, I continually talk about uh, storm drainage issues. That was one of the things they talked Did about. Did you see how Dana flip-flopped on that? Well, you know, the mayor didn't want the, the thing. Now he wants it. Now he's talking about raising the money because what happened was the funds that they have in there are only for maintenance. It's not for replacement. And we've got an issue right in downtown right now where the, the terracotta you know, pipes that have been there for a hundred years are starting to collapse and decay and they need to be replaced. So, you know, these are some of the issues we have to deal with. I, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Just tell me what the plan is. Tell me what the vision is. What are the steps? What's Spend that money long term in a, in a vision? Wise and way. I'm good with that. I'm really good with that. At the, so. at the, I'll tell you what. Here's uh, at the at the at the alderman's workshop earlier this spring. Uh, Mayor Outlaw flat out refused to do a strategic planning effort. He didn't want to be held to any formal um, plan. There's a reason for that. If you if you have if you put the work in and say this is what we're going to do logically in a sequence to spend money, it gives you less money arbitrarily to spend on issues that that may give you votes in an election. Tell you he flat out refused to do that. You can look on the meetings from right. the spring. Flat out refused to do a strategic plan. And I will tell you this: that with thirty uh, seconds. Oh, thirty seconds with the with the flip flop on the on the stormwater management. I credit that to Et's leadership of the mayor. You know, she came in strong and said, "We need this. We need right. this. We need this." Finally, the mayor's listening to somebody, so I'll give a, I'll give right. Et Mitchell right. a, a shout out on that one. Okay. Well, we're getting ready now, uh, and we're going to be doing more on uh, what's going to be happening in the city. There's 49 weeks left till the next election, and we're going to be counting that down, and talking about it. But now, uh, I'm going to get Mayor Alan Thomas on the phone, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in Greenville about their recovery efforts. So, if you're watching, hang in there. We're going to have have Mayor Alan Thomas on the phone here uh, shortly. So what are we doing, going to a break or are you calling him? No, I'm calling him right now. Hey, this is awesome. You know, I love live TV. I love this live radio, the Facebook Live. It's been really cool. Good morning, Mayor. Is that you? Well, thank you for agreeing to talk to us today, and, um, you know, kudos to you, your staff, everybody, for the excellent job you did in really communicating to the citizens of Greenville what was going on and trying to keep people safe over in your community. Hold on for one second, Mayor. We're having, we're having, um, there's a, there's a... Audio issue here. Audio Hold on one issue. second. Okay. I think right. you should be good now. Okay, go ahead. I was saying that uh, it's so, so good to hear from you guys this morning. And as you know, I was born and raised in Craven County, a, a, a son of Vanceburg. And uh, 
the, the issues we were facing in Greenville were bad and difficult, but uh, nothing compared to what so many were dealing with across all of East North Carolina. We're just we're just blessed that we came through this with no loss of life in our community. And uh, we followed uh, followed the lessons from Hurricane Floyd, and it really paid off. Mayor, um, it's Lee Bettis speaking. And first of all, I, I was watching you on your leadership getting out there doing the, the, the Facebook videos that you did or the other videos you did, you look great. Number one, you look like a leader out there. I would, I would follow you up the hill any day. Um, it just, it's wonderful to watch your leadership there in Greenville. Number two, uh, what were some of the, what were some of the problems that you guys faced? Uh, electric outages, uh, flooding. What, what, what was the worst of it? Well, the, the initial issue is always accuracy and information. When there's a fast-moving fluid issue, like a hurricane, and then the post-response, you're getting so much information from so many different directions. Being able to differentiate between accuracy, um, you know, you, you hear that um, that Raleigh had opened all the dam water open, or there certain roads were flooded, certain roads weren't. You know, that certain people were in danger, certain parts of the city were inaccessible. Um, I, I really have to commend, commend my staff. Everybody worked so close together. Uh, and without hesitation, when we knew that there was a potential for lives being in danger, uh, everybody moved uh, like clockwork, and, and, um, and uh, the result was we feel that we saved a lot of property loss and a lot of loss of life over here that was potential. So the, the status now, Mayor Thomas, is um, are, uh, we still have flooded and closed roads, or has the water receded and your roads are open now? Is the airport open? Where are you at there? We... we um, the flooding increased almost to close to 25 feet, just for frame of reference. The normal uh, river level here is 6 feet, Gosh. and the, the Floyd level was 29. That puts that all in perspective of where we were. But we, um, it has receded throughout most of the city. As you know, we had a mandatory evacuation that we that, that I signed into, into effect last week, and we just released that last night at 4 o'clock completely. All the evacuations are over. We got everybody back in their homes, and we lifted our uh, emergency order last night uh, around four o'clock. And just in time for a community-wide uh, cleanup, we're going to do across this city tomorrow morning, starting at eight o'clock, cleaning up uh, all, all the uh, debris and everything left over from this disaster. We're not going to leave this area looking like the time that the place that time forgot, like what happened after Floyd. Right. So, um, you know, tomorrow morning I did hear all about that at 8 o'clock, um, urging anybody. I mean, you don't have to live in Greenville, whatever. You're just looking for people with helping hands that are coming in and either helping people take out what's damaged in their homes, scrub things down, uh, you know, whatever's necessary. You're looking for volunteers tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we had over 800 properties in the flood zones themselves, and we evacuated all those people. And there were many, many who um, um, had water damage and a, a, you know, a decent number of that. Um, we were blessed, but we had a good number also. They're going to lose, lose their homes and lose their property. So we're trying to be, bring folks back to some sense of normalcy. Many of these people in the worst areas, as we all know, those aren't, aren't the folks with the best means and with all the resources. And uh, an 80-year-old great-grandmother living by herself, knowing that 100 people, 1,000 people, 2,000 people are going to show up, help her and her neighbors, I mean, that just sends a tremendous message uh, about Eastern North Carolina. And, and right. this isn't just about Greenville, just because right. uh, I, 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 I have agree. a problem with people borrowing ideas. That's what we're all about. We share. Absolutely. It's going to be a beautiful day. Let's, let's, you know, whether, whether it's wherever, Henson, New 
Cooper and Goldsboro, Vanceville, all over. Let's do this thing together. Let's list up East North Carolina. Right. Show, show folks what we're all about. No doubt about it. And, you know, I know you're going to be using the resources of both of our alma maters, East Carolina, and I've seen where the students oh, are. Oh, no. Really are there two of you now? Two, <laughs> really? <laughs> two pirates. Arg. <laughs> yeah, you are totally oh, outnumbered. Alan, Alan uh, just on a lighter note, do, do you actually sing that uh, the, the fight song like Sabrina does thrice daily? Off-key as well. Yes. But um, I know you got the resources of the university. I've seen where the students are really coming together mm-hmm. to really, um, you know, work and and try to help this situation. You know, it is it's impacted everybody. It really has. We we had fall break in East Carolina, which was a blessing. Yeah. As you know, it's one thing having to worry about ninety three thousand citizens. It's another thing when you've got twenty plus thousand folks from. Uh, you know, young people, 17, 18, 19, 20, from Maryland, Virginia, and other places that haven't seen this before. They weren't here for Floyd. They weren't even, some of them may not even have been born at that point, not knowing uh, the real threat. You know, after the hurricane, the sun came out. And to me, that was the biggest danger. And I talked to Governor McCory about this. I said, that that's really the danger. Uh, many people are, are going to get complacent, and they're going to wake up and find three or four feet of moving water around them. And um, I, I just can't say enough about the community. And as you say, I mean, you use whatever tools you have. And, and, I, and social media is something that, that I've tried to use uh, previously. And in this situation, people just want to know what's going on. They do. If you it's keep so them informed, they will, they will follow. Well, yes. I'll, I'll tell you, use social media well. And uh, Sabrina doesn't want me to get into the fact that you really look like a TV star there, and you did a great job. Hey, economically, what was the economic impact to you guys in Greenville? And, and what resources are out there for you as a city to, to help defray the cost of this thing? Well, we're still assessing that, um, the actual numbers. But it, it, it is significant. Uh, a large part of our industrial base is north of the river. Our largest business parks are north of the river. So really, in my opinion, because economic development, and, and I'm a private business owner and builder, entrepreneur, build a number of companies, um, you know, my, my approach is always assessing the immediate impact, but not just that, the long-term impact. And look, um, this is an Eastern North Carolina event. It is. Uh, we need to do a better job of finding out. It's one thing if a storm happens once every 500 years, but when it happens twice in 17, then it, it raises the flag. We need to look for the economic sustainability of East North Carolina, we need to try to do what we can to mitigate this threat going forward because that's that's a decision maker when companies decide where they locate. Absolutely, I don't want to limit Newburgh or Greenville or Bellsboro or anywhere by the fact that you may have this devastation and may shut an entire industry down. Yeah, and it's becoming absolutely, you know, it's not a 500-year thing. It's becoming foreseeable that these events are going to happen more and more frequently. So the foresight and, and the planning now, and you need, and you probably need to plan with, you know, with, Green, Greenville with Newburn, we probably need a coalition and get the state and the feds involved with that. Right, right. Well, Alan, tell yeah, everybody. This begins, this begins with the Army Corps and, and talking to, when you're working with the governor and on the state and Army. I already have talked to Senator Burr. It's been a, uh, hours here. He asked more questions than anybody I've met. Uh, we, we all, yeah, he was here, Roy Cooper was here, the governor and others, and, and P.K. Butterfield. We talked about uh, the role of the federal government. Of course, there's FEMA. Of course, there's an immediate impact. And we're going to go out here and make our citizens right and look after them. But long term, I'm concerned about East North Carolina. Uh, what is our economic impact? As things develop in the triangle and triad, that's great. But is that causing that impervious uh, development there? Is that causing a quicker rise in potential for flood down here? There may be many factors. I don't know. We're looking at it. 
But at the end of the day, uh, we need to work together to make sure that we have great sustainability and a, a platform for a growing economy in Eastern North Carolina. And that's sure. what this is about, long term. Sure words were never spoken. Right. Sabrina? Well, um, uh, Mayor Thomas, will you just tell us one more time about tomorrow, 8 o'clock, where people can go as we wrap up this conversation so that anybody that wants to get involved, that wants to help Greenville and their recovery efforts, where should they go? Well, you have a special, special opportunity. This is not just for your ball team or your, your club or your organization. You and your kids get a chance to send a lesson. You get to walk into a yard of someone who needs help and that's vulnerable and create a memory with your family. I don't care whether you, it's going to be going on from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. tomorrow, uh, just across the Pigwheel Airport. Airport. That's our rally point. It's the Tropicana Supermarket, just across the Pigwheel Airport. You'll see all the people out there and the music and the trucks. And we're going to make a big deal out of it and have fun with it. But look, whether you can come an hour or the whole day, we're going to start at 8 a.m., be there, and let's make a difference in this community and really send a message of what, what Greenville and East North Carolina are all about. Should, all should we, if, if people are inclined to come out, should we bring stuff like weed whackers or anything? Anything you want to bring, I would treat it just like you're going to be doing a at your place. We're going to try to bring some resources. We, you know, we're working with interfaith clergy and with Salvation Army and Red Cross, and they're going to bring some items, you know, masks and some gloves and things of that nature. But if you have your own gloves, uh, bring them. If you have... Like you said, uh, bags and things that you can bring and, and buckets that will help. Bring your materials, just like you're going to clean up and help in your neighborhood. And uh, that would be a huge help for us. This is mostly volunteer-driven. I've just kind of lent my name to it, and I've got my our city staff helping to serve as a resource. But this is really a collaborative, really community, community-led community deal. And, and we want to hurry and get this done because we want to go help kids. Right. We want to go help Goldsboro and Snow Hill and Vanceburg and everybody else. Princeville, those places, absolutely. Well, we're rallying behind you, Mayor. I want to thank you again for your awesome leadership in, in a community I consider my second home. I'm in Greenville a lot. You know that. And um, thank you so much. And um, we're going to be praying for you. And anybody out there watching right now, uh, if you if you feel so inclined, please get out and help the people of Greenville. Thank you. Have a great day. We love you guys. Thank you so much. appreciate your support. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Okay, everybody, that was Mayor Alan Thomas, and um, Lee, take it from here. We're going to get Mayor B.J. Murphy on the phone here, uh, and we are going to uh, get him and, and hear what's going on in uh, Kinston. Uh, I will tell you one thing. I mean, he, he's got it right. The the when he, You know, before you start going out, putting trucks in the street, before you start you. getting a, the, the, the physical, before you start getting the physical, um, plant going again, you need correct information. I heard all sorts of misinformation. I had to go pick my son up on the Sunday before, uh, or the Sunday after this thing. He, we were going from New Bern to, um, to, to Raleigh, and everybody was saying, Kinston's right. impassable. Right. Kinston's impassable. Nobody knew what was going on. We drove right through. My, you know, Nicole was, Nicole was panicking. We can't get him. We can't get him. So the first thing, you know, Mayor, um, Alan Thomas said was, look, Let's get the correct information to discern right. what information is out there. Then let's get a plan and go forward from there. Okay, we're going to get uh, Mayor B.J. Murphy from Kinston on the phone right now, and let's talk to him about what's going on in Greenville. Uh, Kinston. Oh, Kinston, sorry. B.J., you know we love you. Good morning, it's B.J. Good morning, Mayor. This is Sabrina Bingle, and Lee Bettis calling you from City Talk, and uh, welcome to our show, and thank you so much for talking to us this morning. 
Well, this is great. Um, to all our listeners, this is B.J. Murphy, uh, the mayor of Kinston, one of the youngest mayors. You know, we had the great opportunity when Lee and I were in office to work with you. You were, you were the mayor over there in Kinston, and I just want to give you awesome kudos for the work that you did during this, this disastrous event in uh, Kinston, and thank you for your leadership over there. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's easy to communicate what's happening when you've got an incredible team of professionals behind you, you know, from the you know, county emergency management to the volunteer firefighters to the city and county. I mean, even down to our, uh, you know, certainly police officers and you know, even down to our, our rec department. I mean, it was just, it was amazing uh, all the different organizations from a local government level who were involved, and then the outpouring of love uh, from um, volunteers and organizations around the country, for that matter, has been uh, incredible to see. Well, well, BJ, you were there during uh, you were you weren't mayor, but you were there during during Hurricane Floyd, right? I was. I was. Uh, I was a sophomore at East Carolina when Floyd came through. So. Oh, another, another easy, Are you kidding me? Go Pirates! We just had, we just had Mayor Alan Thomas on, and he, he's he's heading out to Kinston eventually to help you guys out. But now I've got three ECU grads, and I woke up with one this morning. My wife. I, I you're in pirate country, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. All right, I'm accepting and I'm accepting it. Hey, when when this when this storm when you knew this storm was coming and you, you knew it had the potential to be bad, where were you getting your information? What'd you do to prepare for it when it was coming? Well, I'll tell you, our teams uh, met for about three or four days in a row preparing for this, but I, I don't know if anybody really anticipated the flash flooding event that we had that night. I was, I literally, you know, I, I thought I'd do a good thing and just, I had my list, uh, my notepad, Saturday afternoon, the day the hurricane came through, I had to pick up a movie for my wife. I had to, uh, I was going to swing by the public service department because our 24-hour number, I was going to say thank you to the ladies and the guys that were there just to say appreciate y'all staying through the storm. But then I was going to pick up a raincoat from the fire department. I, I couldn't get the movie because the internet was down at the location. And then I, I was like, man, what's going on? And then I go down to the public services department, say thank you to those folks. I'm not even there in 30 minutes. Our city manager comes in and says, Mayor, We've got to open the EOC, and we got to do it like 15 minutes ago. So we had the city hall to open up emergency operations center, and I'm telling you, by, that was about 4:45. By six o'clock, I was calling for a curfew, effective immediately. And the next two hours, you know, I did not serve in the military, and I'm very thankful for our veterans. I got a little sense of what a fog of war is like because the the. The flash flooding was like I've never seen before, and from 6 p.m. till 2:30, we rescued just in the city of Kinston emergency evacuations about three or four hundred people. Tell me, tell me something. Um, injuries, loss of life, uh, any of that going on? Not in the city of Kinston. That we, we did lose some some life in the county. I believe we lost, if I'm not mistaken, four lives uh, from the beginning of the storm until about midweek here where there was another body found. Unfortunately, one of those was actually somebody who just went around the barricade. But, um, Crazy. Yeah. You know, you know I, 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 all week long it was like, I felt like Noah. I mean, it was 70 degrees. I was getting sunburned, and I'm telling people there's a flood coming. <laughs> um, 
Well, uh, I'll tell you what. After after you know after the event happened, and once you were dealing with once you were dealing with the event, you seemed like you were Johnny on the spot. I saw pictures of you and the governor going around, um, getting out there. What kind of what what kind of how did you get your word out? Uh, you know, I know you're big on Twitter, and I know you're big on social media because I follow you on your social media. What well, what did you do to get the word out to, to folks in in Kinston? Well. It- so what I took was information that was readily available, uh, you know, to us that was uh, allowed to be uh, that, that could be translated to the public, and I took it to the people. Really, I mean, my, I, I saw my job as trying to communicate what was happening. All people really want is is uh, is information and knowing that people really care about them. And so I went down to the, the King Street Bridge. We've got a nice little park there. Uh, it's a veterans park. We've, there's uh, an arts area. And I just went out there, and I, I used Facebook Live, I, I used Instagram, I used Twitter, and all as a means to get the word out. And I, I simply asked people, hey, please, please share the video, share this message so people really understand what's happening. Uh, try to just mobilize a grassroots effort to make sure that not one life would be lost as a result of an impending flood, something we knew was coming, and it just, uh, it, it kept me up at night, not wanting to lose a single life or something we knew was about to happen. Right. So, um, Mayor, tell us now where we're at. You know, I guess Highway 70 is now open. That's important to a lot of people that, you know, go back and forth to Raleigh that need to get to the airport, whatever, you know, business we're doing in, in that, that part of our state. You know, talk a little bit about where we're at and what we're going to be doing going forward and how people who are watching, watching and listening today can help the people of Kinston. Well, I appreciate that. So, yes, yeah, so you heard the, uh, the, the large exhale from uh, the state of North Carolina when 70 up in through Kinston. And uh, if we still have some roads closed, like right there at Skinner's Bypass where the Bojangles is in, on 70 in Kinston, there's, uh, you, you still can't turn right to get on 1155, depending on which direction you can. You can't go south on 1155 right now. So we still have some road closures. Um, we still have some displaced residents. And uh, we, we have a lot of people who are, a lot of families who are hurting. So if you go down our, our main business corridor on uh, on Highway 70 there, like where the new sports shop in Kings and Pickle Legal are, you'll see there's workers working from about 7 a, 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. right now trying to get those stores cleaned out and back. For a lot of reasons, one, the, the symbolism of being back in business is good for the economy. You know, getting people getting their wages back and earning a living is important for our economy. And, uh, you know, ways people can help. I mean, I've got the, the Baptist men are still here. There's a lot of churches. There's a, uh, two or three distribution centers where people have been donating items uh, over the past week. Like one that's near near me is at the old expresses at the mall. And uh, they're, they're putting together a list of, of potential Plus victims so, and, and property, so we can make sure those BJ, materials get BJ, what are, are you, a couple of things. One, um, are electric back up and running, and what can we do as a community? We just talked to Mayor Alan Thomas of Greenville. He, uh, he's, having a, he's having a cleanup starting tomorrow. We want you to, to be able to talk to our listeners and say, hey, we're going to be doing some cleanups. We're going to need some volunteers. Let's mobilize, let's mobilize Eastern Carolina. So start from there. Electricity back up, and what can we do to help? Um, and that the, the flood of Floyd really impacted 90% of the 
of the of the area that would have the residential area that would have been impacted by this one. So it, the worst thing that ever happened to us in this case probably was the best thing that happened to us because not as many people are displaced. It doesn't mean people are hurting. It doesn't mean we still need help. Uh, but I'll tell you that a lot of people are volunteering to help clean out our rec centers, like the, the nature center. So if someone wants to go volunteer, please go down to the, to the nature center. If someone wants to volunteer, please head to our, our, our recreation offices at the Women of the World Community Center. And I've got a friend of mine coming from the Triangle today, actually, to, to uh, so he can volunteer with the Baptist team tomorrow. So if somebody wants to volunteer, they can report to our recreation office. Or they can call the 252-559-1911, that's 559-1911, and speak to our volunteer coordinator. And we're asking that if people want to donate finances, we're more than welcome to take those. Um, just to go through Lenore Green United Way is probably the safest bet. And uh, earmark it for, like, Salvation Army, Red Cross, and I-Corps uh, in Kinsale, Lenore County. Great. Hey, um, what was it? What was I, 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 was, I had a, a thought there. Go, you take it. You had a, you had a better thought. I, I was writing down. I was right. Oh no, I know what it was. BJ, you are so prevalent on social media. Tell the folks how they can. I mean, you really are. Tell the folks how they can reach you on social media because they, they people really do need, do need to follow you. You got a lot of energy. You're you're just a, a, a bright man. And uh, tell them how they can how they can follow you. Well, well, thank you, Lee. So if you're on Facebook, you just uh, you can search Mayor BJ Murphy, um, but. My, my username in all my social media profiles is BJ Murphy 360 and so that's uh, BJ Murphy 360 I'm on Instagram snapchat Twitter uh, medium.com to you name it BJ Murphy Facebook BJ Murphy 360 and I encourage people to connect with me because I, I like helping people and uh, getting them connected where they need to go uh, what's happening. And uh, anyways, it's, it's, I love social media. It's a great tool. I was actually encouraging some pastors this week that if they're not using social media to connect with the community or even with their own uh, church members, then then they're missing a huge opportunity to connect where people really are. Well, BJ, and, we're uh, BJ, we're. We're, we're all 150 years older than you, so these computers and newfangled gadgets, they, they kind of confuse me. Not, not yeah. Sabrina, oh, but yeah, they, I am they so... confuse me. Hey, well, before we get out of here, uh, how's that, how's that uh, electric rate decrease doing for you guys up there? What, what, what rate decrease? The, the electric rate decrease. How's that treating you up oh, there? Oh, look, you know, look, we're, we're actually right now investing in, uh, that's been great. Uh, we, we dropped ours uh, in Kinsale, North County. We dropped ours to uh, so 10%. Uh, retail rate uh, average, it was an average rate reduction of about 10%. And we're now investing in a second point of distribution right now. Kinsale only has one point of distribution, so we're getting a power from one source, one area. We're going to uh, buffer that by having a second one. Uh, we're putting in smart grid technology. Like when people's houses, their lights go out, they won't need to call us because we'll know because of the way the technology works. Awesome. So a lot of those things we're putting in place right now. We're actually changing out all of these uh, street lights to LED lights as well. 
Good. Well, Mayor, we're we're um, thankful um, that everybody is safe, and um, we know under your leadership that Kinston will recover and be better and stronger than ever. Um, and I do appreciate you uh, calling in this morning and allowing us to talk with you so we could share all this information. Uh, we will be posting uh, the volunteer coordinator number on our, our City Talk site. We'll be getting the information out. So if you're listening, watching, and you want to help, uh, use that number. But, you know, I want to say to everybody listening right now, contact the Red Cross United Way in your different counties. And if you want to make a monetary donation, please do that because people, people need this help. So thank you, Mayor Murphy. Thank you. Thank you all very much. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Awesome. You know, Lee, I'm, I'm excited. We've got, we, you know, we've talked to the mayor of Greenville. We've talked to the, the, the mayor of Kinston. And again, isn't it, isn't it wonderful that we can reach out, you know, uh, and, and help people and just work together. And it doesn't matter. You know, I know that Mayor Thomas is a Democrat, you know, Mayor Murphy's a Republican. Who cares? They, I couldn't disaster, tell their disaster doesn't have a political party. No. But what it is, we're going to, we're all going to come together and we're going to help those in need. And that's what's really exciting. I'm getting ready now. We're going to be talking to Commissioner Scott Dacey, who's going to be updating us on what's happening in Craven County. And we've all felt the impact of this. Um, as well as, you know, the eastern part of the state. So uh, let's get him on the phone, and Lee, you take it from here. I'm going to get him on the phone. Uh, you know, when you say disaster doesn't have a political party, I'll tell you what. There's no room in local politics for, for, for political affiliation. The issues that affect us, floods, floods aren't political. Uh, the issues that affect us, electric, police, these are not, are, you know, picking up our trash, getting cities going. Right. These are not political issues. You cannot afford to have this kind of political – You know, the stuff that happens at the 30,000-foot level in Washington, D.C., where they're arguing over, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Oh, is that Scott? Is it Scott is on? Scott. Scott, All good right. morning. Are you there? Well, good morning, Sabrina. How are you today? I am wonderful. And, look, I give you such kudos and thanks for those of you. Uh, Scott's in, in the West Co- on the West Coast, and so he is up bright and early coming to you and, and talking to us this morning. So many, many thanks for you uh, for coming on the show this morning. Thank you. Well, my, my heart remains in Craven County. I am, unfortunately, today here in Marin County. Just oh, really? So, unfortunately, in Marin? I'll be getting home tomorrow morning, though, bright and early. Uh, Marin County. What, what time is it there? It's like 5.30 yeah, in the morning. Uh, it's, it's- a little bit early. Oh, yes, I love Marin County. It is. But, you know, um, Scott, we've talked to, uh, you know, Mayor uh, Thomas from Greenville. We've talked to Mayor Murphy, and, and we'd love for you to update us on where we are at with recovery in Craven County and, and the resources and everything we're doing. And then we'd also like you to talk a little bit about your meeting with the governor this week and his new task force. Absolutely. Well, you know, first of all, on behalf of Chairman George Liner and our entire board, I want to thank the people of Craven County and their absolute resiliency and generosity. Um, it's it's been a struggle going through this, but they have just been the folks have been absolute troopers. And uh, I, most importantly, I want to I want to acknowledge the leadership of our county staff, led by our county manager Jack Vice. He's been he's been phenomenal. Team. He really has absolutely. been absolutely. And the emergency management director Stanley Kite. You know, through their efforts in responding to this, there has been no loss of life whatsoever as a result of Matthew in Craven County. And that's something to really be proud of, given the, the level of destruction and devastation that occurred. And, and you know, frankly, it's, it's a lot to do with just their foresight. They've been through this stuff before. We've, we've been tested. 
County Manager's been tested. Gene, uh, you know, Stanley Kite has seen this so many times over and over again, and they've now they've got it right, and we were able to respond the right way. And um, and I'm just so pleased and proud to be able to stand next to them as, as they do their work. Scott, and here here's something that both. Um Mayor Mayor Murphy and Mayor Thomas were talking about. They're talking about the dichotomy of these gorgeous sunny days in the aftermath of this hurricane, and then as the days are getting prettier, the the disaster is actually getting worse. And so people, you know, people, we don't we go, we think, oh, you know, Matthew blew off the coast, it's all done. But this was a slow moving creeper that came in and did most of its devastation afterwards. What 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 kind of things did you guys see in Craven County? Well, yeah, lots of high water, obviously, and uh, I was able to get out to the affected areas a week ago today, and, of course, that was even a couple days in after the, the water had begun to rise. So, um, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of water, and that water is putrid. It's dangerous. It's filled with all sorts of stuff that we don't even want to think about, and families just need to stay, you know, they needed to stay away from it then, and, 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 and they've got to get it all cleaned up now. Yeah, all right. Um, so, um, you know, in an, in an effort to, you know, the thing about having this good weather, though, is that it allowed us to get all the all the stuff down on the ground that needed to get done so that, that now when the recovery efforts start, we're able to do it effectively. And, and I've got a few things to just kind of run through, if, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yes, do uh, please do. Um, so the Craven County efforts, uh, we've been assigned a FEMA site manager, and we're going to be opening up today at noon the Old Family Dollar Store in Vanceboro. And this this just this uh, this uh, this recovery center it, it's going to be I think it's going to be like a one stop shop for everything. And there's going to be a lot of information posted at that facility. But yesterday, about 11 FEMA people showed up, and the county is going to be having planning and inspections, building permits, those sorts of things, the kind of mundane things that you have to go through. In order to reoccupy a home, they're going to have folks that are going to be available for those sorts of deals. And, and then when our county board met on Monday, we're going to be waiving a lot of those fees um, so that folks aren't going to have to worry about that stuff. We're going to have representatives from environmental health there that will be there with well testing kits that the state has provided to us already. I mean, we asked for them on day one, and they got there on day two. It was absolutely perfect. Uh, cooperative extension, folks dealing with horticulture, agriculture, livestock needs. They're going to be there on site, on site, uh, able to, to answer any questions and, and assist with any uh, uh, sorts of, of problems that are going to be, you know, had by the, the farming community. Social services personnel are going to be there. We're going to have folks dealing with, with food and, and utility expenses. If you're in need of any sort of social services, you know, health care situations, um, mental health in particular, folks are going to be there for that. We're going to have folks from the Red Cross and the Vanceboro Christian Health Center are going to be available. Folks from Trillium will be there. So we're, we're really trying to make this a one-stop shop so that if, if anybody's got concerns, if they got any form of need, they're going to be able to go to this facility. Again, it's the, the old family dollar store in, in Vanceboro and have those things taken care of. Scott, to your knowledge, to your knowledge, uh, are, are the roads back open or, or how how is the transportation issue out in, in, in the county and especially out in Vanceboro, West Craven? Yeah, I checked in with the county manager this morning, and uh, I am told that the, the roads are improving out there by the hour. Uh, we still do have some portions of River Road and Re- Warehouser Road that are closed, and it may take a few days because you know, that's, that's real infrastructure stuff. Okay. And so uh, that, that could be a little bit of a problem, but, but by and large, things are opening up 
very briskly. And you, you can't stress this enough, and this is going out to mostly guys because women are smarter than this. If you see <laughs> yes, water on a street, if you see water on a street, do not drive into it. Do not walk into it. And it's guys like, you know, guys will, oh, we can do that. But it's, it's not worth it. Go around. If you want to get to the old family dollar in Vanceboro, get there because it's going to be, it sounds like there's a host of services out there that people need. But if you're going out there, don't don't drive through anything bad to get there. Just get there. Uh, but that's what I would. Well, you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. You know, we last Friday when we were out and we we're out in these you know these big Oshkosh truck vehicles that the National Guard brought in. These things can go through 36 inches of water and not even hiccup. And you got folks out there in their pumped up pickup trucks. They're they're thinking, hey, I can get through this stuff, and they just couldn't. I mean, it was it was crazy. And, you know, a lot of folks, you know, bless their hearts, they stood down, they didn't get engaged in that sort of stuff, but every now and then you'd see a couple knuckleheads that were out there and just avoid it because you're going to get yourself in trouble. And, and we did, you know, have, have some folks that, that really got caught up in it, and the, the rescue squads then had to put themselves in danger and going out to pick up those folks, and it was, it was unfortunate. But, right. you know, Lee, in addition, in addition, we've also got this uh, point of distribution center that's been, that's been put together, and that's going to be in a tent right next door to the family dollar out there. So, you know, the charitable groups have been coming up with all sorts of stuff. Uh, last week, we had a group that came in from Rutherfordton, 350 miles away, with a truckload of water and and canned food and all sorts of stuff. They, they, they just opened up their hearts and brought the stuff in. Amazing. That's tremendous. And as I talked about early on the show, uh, is that this is people helping people. And that's what yeah. this is all about. Not necessarily government stepping in, but you know, churches and community and people helping people in need. And that's the greatest thing about our country and about our state. You know, We're so blessed. It truly is. It truly is. Now, Sabrina, if you've got some you know, business listeners or anybody that's got bulk items that they'd like to provide... Um, it'd be just fabulous if they'd be able to drop those things off at the Amatol building. It's over at behind the Bosch building off Noose. Uh-huh. And Great. that address is 197 Bosch Boulevard. And it's the old um, spinning factory that's out there that, that um, Milk Gold has been kind enough to offer and make available to us. That's awesome. Milk is awesome person. Yeah. And so that's the, that's, if you've got palletized stuff, if you've got large, large amounts of water, all that stuff can go out there, and then it will be arranged and then sent out to the point of distribution facility that we've got next to the family dollar. Right. So it's if got- you've got bottled water, you've got cleaning kits, we've got you know, personal hygiene items, baby and toddler items, non-perishable foods, all that stuff is all going out to the... The, the distribution center that we've got in Vanceboro. Scott, we're 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 you know we're on a limited time here, but the governor was all over the place. The governor really shone; uh, he he shined bright uh, during this event. Um, he would uh, he appeared to be everywhere. There could have been four or five of them because he was <laughs> everywhere so much. I know that uh, Sabrina says you had a meeting with him. How did that go? What are we doing? Well, yeah, on uh, what day was it? I guess it was Wednesday. Uh, I think Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Um, got a phone call about one thirty, and they said, you know, "Scott, is there any way that you can make it? We know that Chairman Liner's uh, out of out of out of temper this week, and is there any way that maybe you can make it on over to to Raleigh for this kickoff thing?" And I looked at my watch. Okay, fine. So I get out there, and they bring us up into the old uh, uh, state house building, and into the into the where the where the House of Representatives had originally met. And he had all of the 
the secretaries of all the different departments that were there. And then they had a few mayors. B.J. Murphy was there. Uh, the mayor of Fayetteville was there. The mayor of uh, Goldsboro was there. And it means that the county commissioner. And um, this, the governor then came out. Everybody stands up. He gives his little talk. But it was tremendous. He spoke about the Hurricane Matthew Recovery Committee. And its goal is to raise money through the North Carolina Disaster Relief Fund uh, for, for Hurricane Matthew. And they're going to focus on permanent housing issues. They're going to focus on reopening and rebuilding infrastructure. They're going to develop a strategy to rebuild towns. They're going to be looking at, um, at all the stuff that needs to be done from a legislative perspective. You know, one of the things we don't think about is all those kids that have been out of school, you know, some for a couple of weeks. What's going to happen? And so the governor is working with the legislature to try to come up with a plan, and they're going to be working with school communities to see if maybe they could wave off or forgive those days. Teachers aren't going to have to you know, work on Saturdays or whatever to make up the time. Um, all sorts of things that they're having to grapple with, and, and the governor's just been, he's, he is on top of this thing. Good. Hey, one of the yeah, things that we were talking to uh, Mayor Alan Murphy about was, one, was the... Or, or sorry, Mayor Alan Thomas yes. of, of Greenville. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting them all confused this morning. But you know, he, he is talking about the inclusiveness of uh, Eastern North Carolina as a region, and that we've seen two of these type storms, these alleged 500 year storms, in the past uh, 17, 17 years. In the past 17 years, and he's talking about we really need a coordinated effort with counties and the state and the feds to start planning for the next one because it is foreseeable. Uh, is this is this something that you as a as a commissioner are, are looking into? Well, we are, and I don't mean to quarrel with my good friend uh, Mayor Thomas at all, but I got to tell you that I think that stuff has been going on. That's why this was so successful. This couldn't have happened if this would have just been an organic exercise that one would have had to start from ground zero. This, the, the success that we had through the last two weeks could not have happened if there hadn't been these pieces already in place. Now, you know, what the mayor's talking about, obviously, is, is stuff that's going on perhaps globally with, with weather and all the rest of that stuff, and, and, yeah, maybe there's more that we could do about that. But from everything that I've seen, there has been a tremendous level of coordination and and uh, things were already in place, and I think I think we've seen through their execution, things were done well. No, absolutely. Point well taken, because it could have been a lot worse. There's a systemic memory from uh, Floyd and all these other disasters, and the systemic memory seemed to have worked. Right. Well, well, well and, and they, you know, afterwards, they, 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 they go through these, these after-action exercises to make certain that they don't have the same mistakes again the next time these things come along. Right. And that's why preparation and... And the, the resources that the county taxpayers put into the work that Mr. Kite does with all of his staff are so vitally important because days like today or, you know, last week, Saturday, they show up every now and then, and we got to be prepared. Right. Well, Scott, um, I appreciate your leadership and, and talking with us this morning, putting the word out there. We will put that information up on our website. I want to remind everybody there's also a Facebook page called Eastern North Carolina Matthew Update, and uh, we'll make sure that information gets on there. So it's the Family Dollar Store right there in Vanceboro. Uh, it used to be Family Dollar. It's vacant now, and uh, all the services will be there. There will be a tent next door to it with a point of distribution. Uh, where people can pick up things they really need, and then the Amatol building on Bosch Boulevard. If you have large items, want to donate that to these people who have lost totally everything, um, we, you can bring them out there. Yeah, Sabrina, terrific. If I could say two more things. Number sure. one, we need more bleach, and we need more bottled water. Okay. And then, 
And if people are interested in volunteering, they can reach us at the Emergency Operations Center, and I'll give you that phone number. Okay, great. It's 636-6608, and we've got a group of volunteers that are there that can, that can assist in, in putting you to work if it's something that you're interested in doing. And um, the last thing I want to announce is that we're just blessed because we were able to close down the shelter in Vanceboro yesterday. Awesome. They had as many as 35 people there. And everybody's been taken care of. The churches have, have just come in. The neighbors have come in. And everybody's, you know, in, in, in relatively decent shape. And I'm really happy about that. And most of all, thank you, Sabrina, for all that you've done. You provided food to those firefighters and those rescue workers out in Vanceboro last I, week. I and I know that, it, was, that. it really warmed their hearts. Well, thank you. You know, we all have our little piece in this, and everybody could make a difference, whether it's bringing a case of water, a bottle of bleach, uh, getting out there and actually doing the work, bringing something. We all can play a role in this, and thank you for your leadership. And uh, I hope this is the last time we have to talk about a disaster like this and that uh, we can start talking about all the other good things happening in our community. But thank you, Scott. We really appreciate you calling in in such an early hour. Take care. I look all forward right. to seeing you all over the weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So, so oh, no, we've got three minutes. Daryl's telling us three minutes. This, is, this has been an awesome show to all of you watching out there today. Thank you uh, for participating and listening. We are going to post all this information for my local friends that are here in the surrounding area. If you're in New Bern, please you know, try to donate some of these items. Try to help where you can. Uh, go to Greenville. Um, Go to Kinston to help. Uh, somebody's asked to repeat the number at the Emergency Operations Center. It's 252-636-6608. And um, happy to help your ha happy to have your uh, volunteer help. We'll try to post as much of this information that we can. But this is about communities coming together. If you're watching me today and you don't live in the area, you're outside the area, I have friends all over the United States, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, please, you can make a donation to the Red Cross, to United Way, and just earmark it for uh, Craven County, for Pitt County, for uh, Greenville, for Kinston. I'm sure it would go a long way to help. So it's been a great show, Lee. Hey, I, Tom, tell me, um, tell me where, where uh, we're supposed to meet uh, Alan Thomas tomorrow morning. Uh, it's going to be 8 a.m. at the Tropicana Supermarket. 8 a.m. Tropicana Supermarket uh, there uh, by the airport at, from 8 to 5. You can help everybody. Uh, B.J. Murphy, if you're interested in helping in Kinston, their volunteer coordinator phone number is 252-559-1911, and you can offer your assistance there. But get in and help. This is not about party. It's not about, um, you know, uh, race. It's not about anything. It's about people helping people and we really appreciate you all listening city talk is about what you're talking about so we are talking about the storm we're talking about recovery and how we can help our neighbors and friends and that's what we like to do so um what you do you bring some sandwiches out there to vanceboro yeah we well i i just decided that it, you know the poor the people that were helping to protect uh and and 
take care of these Did people. Did you make them some excellent parm? Yeah, no, I know Italian food. We said good old southern food, but, you know, thank you to Baker's Kitchen. They were able to provide food for, I think it was 35 or 40 responders last Saturday. We carried the food out there and just thought that would be a good way to help everybody. But everybody, I mean, restaurants and businesses are collecting food and doing Darryl everything they so can. Carol is so passive-aggressive with this music. <laughs> that is so passive-aggressive. Hey, um, I thank you all. You know, next week we're going to come back. We're going to be talking about the city. We're going to also talk next week about the boys and girls club here in uh, New Bern, new club. They're just celebrating a year. We're going to talk about a little bit of the good things they're doing there, but uh, we're... Uh, See you on the sidewalks? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend, and Lee and I will definitely see you on the sidewalks, everybody.